and welcome to episode 167 of the Labs Gamer Radio podcast. I am your host Mark Hamer and Gary Sandbrook eats big dinners. Um, we've got quite a lot to go through tonight, um, so we'll just get straight into it. I'm joined by Chazzy and Nick. Absolute pleasure to talk to you again, gentlemen. Hello, Hello. pleasure to be here. Been a bit of a while, Nick. You've been a very busy boy. I have, yeah. Work is just really uh, eating up a lot of my time at the moment it's an, an mm. energy more than anything. So even when I have time, <laughs> I don't have the energy to do anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Well, shall we? Um, shall we get cracking? Well, actually, no. Before we we get crack talking about games, uh, we've had a couple of little. We had a couple of birthdays recently. Andy, who is streaming tonight, so he can't join us. Uh, it was his sixtieth um, birthday. Or something. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't actually know how old Andy is. He's nowhere near that old. Ever young, um, Andy. <laughs> uh, and, and Chazzy as well. Yes. So happy birthday, Chazzy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really what did you spoil. buy with your birthday money? Um, I bought my... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I decided to take half the... Well, all the birthday money and then put the other half towards a uh, my own money towards an Oculus Quest 2. I now have virtual rea- the second virtual reality headset in my house, which is a bit The sad. one without the cables? The one without the cables. It's only the 64 gig, right. so it was only like 300 quid. So um, by hook or by crook, I've kind of cobbled the money. to. I've been saving up for one anyway. So um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was just nice that I kind of got half the money already from birthday money and just sort of, yeah, went, okay, I'll take this out of savings and jobs are good. But the real reason I have was you had a little... Oh, I've had a little dabble. I was just gonna say, yeah, I've had yeah, a little, little dabble. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a little dabble. Um, literally got it today. Literally just before recording. But um, I had, I did have an original Oculus. Um, is it CV one, the original dev kit? Yeah. So, um, and then obviously now I get to compare this to that, and it blows it out of the water. It is, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's like you say, it's wireless, so it, you know you can install application straight to it it's like i got like i said yeah. got a 64 gig version rather than 128 but that's gonna be more than enough for what i want um there is absolutely or very very little screen door effect which is that kind of effect that when it, i don't know if you've used like um the playstation and, and that kind of thing you you get like almost it's almost like a, sort of um, a mesh in front of your eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i used it at ej said it, it is exactly like screen door effect is a perfect yeah. description for it because it does look like you're looking at something through a screen door. That's um, it. So that PSVR is... PSVR is... It, was, it wasn't as bad on the PSVR as it was on, like, the uh, Gear VR uh, back when you used to have a Samsung phone. Yeah. But um, it was noticeable. It's on noticeable. PSVR. So, like, on my... Like I say, on my, de- on my Oculus dev kit, really noticeable. Like, you really do... It, it, so every now and then I found myself focusing on it and it sort of took me out of the immersion aspects of it. But with this, it's... It's so minimal, like it's it's as to not be there, uh, which is incredible. Yeah, like, like just that gives you that le- extra level of immersion that I've kind of wanted from VR. So when I found out that the Quest Two was had done that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for this. And then the other aspect of it is just like you say, the wireless aspect of it, and the um, the fact that I can link do the old Oculus Link and plug it in straight into my like main PC, and then basically play anything I've got in VR on Steam on it. So mm. that is that was a really really big selling point for me. So now I can either tether it or untether it depending on where I want to spend my money. Obviously, I've got yeah. to go through the Oculus Store if you know 
if if I want it untethered. But if I'm not too mm. worried about trailer, I've got like a ten foot, um, you know, a USB C cable, special USB C cable, so I can quite happily wander around my little kind of man cave, you know, uh, playing it to the heart, my heart's content. Until about ten minutes ago, when tripping I, over furniture. Yeah, and until ten minutes ten minutes ago when I smashed one of the handsets straight into my um my like unit that I have all my computers on and scared the life out of me and thought I'd absolutely destroyed it. But um, quite sturdy, turns out. Quite sturdy. Yeah, well, sturdy a few, um, a couple of years ago, um, Giant Bombs, like, end-of-year shenanigans thing, Vinny was playing some, like, pub fighting game in VR <laughs> and ended up cutting his hand really badly on something oh, like, yeah, in their studio bad. because... He wandered slightly out of the safe space that they'd set. Yeah, so I've got, I've got, I've got okay, teething problems. That's what I'm calling it, teething problems. But I've, you know, I've done, I've done all the obligatory. So kind of quickly jumped into um, Elite Dangerous. I've quickly jumped back into um, Project Cars uh, and given that a go with the wheel, and that's just incredible. The the, mm. the the depth perception you get from, you know, being able to see the cars next to you, and ultimately the braking in front of you is just mm. night and day difference it's um really the only way you should play driving games as far as i'm concerned so um, doesn't doesn't that make you look, a lot of people have suffered quite badly with motion sickness with the rapid deceleration because yeah, I mean, your eyes are seeing you slow down but your body's not feeling not it feeling it yeah i don't have that for whatever reason i don't get that disconnect mm. okay i, don't know, I know when um when the PSVR was coming out, they did um, like a tour of a load of, of like malls, uh, shopping centers. Sorry, not American. Uh, <laughs> and they sort of went and showed off, and you could essentially go and book and play PSVR, whatever game you wanted, uh, for like a half oh, hour. Oh, I slot. remember that. Uh, yeah. And I rocked up with uh, Matt and Andy from Codec Moments. Um, and I went and played, I think I played Batman, whatever the Batman game was. Yeah, Arkham. Uh, Arkham something uh, and the Resident Evil 7 I, play, I played the demo they had of that uh, mm. and Matt of course went for the driving game, I can't remember which one it was in particular I'd but he Drive Club probably yeah oh, it will have been Drive Club yeah you're yeah, right Drive Club had some um, VR functionality yeah, it was Drive Club and he didn't take too well to it I seem to remember, he, he got out and he felt a bit iffy um Mm. so i think it's probably just one of those things that one you need to kind of get used to and two it might affect some people more than others i think it must be person person to person because like when i played for instance like minecraft on the gear vr if i got anywhere near like the edge of a precipice or a cliff or something like that and looked over Mm. the edge i'd suddenly feel really sick yeah but then, friend of the show, Connor McCurvey, can play Wipeout for hours <laughs> in VR and not feel sick. So, maybe it's, it's very much. because he's maybe got nothing to do with people. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, something to do with people from Hull. Yeah. <laughs> or just people who have spent a, a lot of time in Hull, you know? So yeah. maybe I'll be fine. It's like being in VR. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my purchase. I have got the kind of. Obviously, the day one glow. So let's let's check in with me in another couple of weeks to see if this is mm. a, you know still still going. But um, I'm uh, buying every 
VR game I can get my hands on at the moment. So I'm going to be buying a Seto Corso straight after this because the Steam sales just gone yeah. on. And that's dropped to like nice. 15 quid from 30. So that'll be, you know, driving games. Is it the wheel. Is it the full one Competizione? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one yeah. I want. Yeah, it's 15 is quid uh, now on Steam for the Halloween sale. So, I'm so, with the, so with the Quest, obviously it's got like the... Um, it's wireless and stuff, but you can also yeah. plug it into your PC and just use it yeah. as any other. Oh, okay, yeah. so you could play like Half-Life Alex on it. <clears throat> yes, that is the other thing I want to get for it. That is my next next purchase. I think nice. I'm going to wait till I get paid. And I think that's, that's you shouldn't have told me that because I I didn't want an Oculus, and now I kind of want an Oculus. <laughs> that's it. God damn. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the, that is the one. That's the other big reason I wanted to play it. Is obviously I want to play Alex because that looks incredible. Uh, but yeah. I also think I, it's going to scare the life out of me. But never fear. I will be purchasing that, and I have worked out how to, or I'm in the process of working out how to stream from the headset. I've managed to get nice. um, moving pictures from it, so we will hopefully get an Alex stream at some point, I hope. And you can actually see me mm. smashing my front row, uh, smashing my like, man cave up. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm rolling about all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's but yeah, it's excellent. Really, man. really enjoying it. And then... Uh, the other the other birthday present I got was um I was um my wife knows me far too well and as long as she gets me anything Nintendo based she's pretty much on a winner and um it shows you how can't much... go wrong can you no exactly so um it shows you how much their kind of uh, marketing machine uh, has done well because Mario was it what's it called Mario Homes Mario Kart Live Home Circuit um yes had got onto her radar somehow I don't know how. And she was like, "Yes, I am getting that for, getting that for my husband." So I now have a little remote control Mario Kart that goes herring around my front room and dining room, and uh, I've got my son. Like while he's off on half term, he's just running around placing gates, and then we go around and make a track with the cart. And uh, yeah, it's thoroughly hilarious, and it's it's great fun if you've got kids. Um, not so much if you're an adult who just wants to play Mario Kart. I think mm. is the is the um, the takeaway I've I've got from this game because as much as it's great like the novelty of it and the wow factor of like with my my wife didn't actually know it was an AR game she just assumed that you put the track down and it would then just build a track out of like constituent parts in you know like like Mario Maker sort of thing yeah, and then yeah. you would drive it around on the screen and you just have this you know thing going around the floor. But um, when she saw it pop up in AR, that like, was a proper like gasp from like, oh my god, that's that's our house. Why are we driving around in our mm. house? Like, yeah, it was just mad. And um, yeah, it was, it's just good fun. It, it, the only problem with it is, is that you set up a course, and that is the course. That's it. Like you've got to you you drive around it once, and it say takes five minutes to do you know a race of three laps or whatever, and then it's like right. Go and rearrange the course again. So like, oh, I've got to get up, wander all the way out into the, you know, out into the dining room, re- remove all the gates, you know, pick them up and shift them and make another course. Come back, you know, then drive it round, make the, you know, make sure the course is dug out with a little, mach- you know, with a little cart. Come back, sit down, drive that course for five minutes, go back, change the cut, and it's just. You end up just setting up one course and just driving it and driving it and driving it and driving it, and that can get a bit old. But luckily, like I say, I've got like I, I did it a couple of times, and then right, son, off you go, go and move, go and move everything, and we have we have good fun 
that's where the fun is of it is sort of sending my son off to go and make the most devious course he can he can think of no it's not actually in the driving because the ar is a little bit sketchy and i have had it where it goes out into the dining room and then suddenly loses signal as i'm going into a corner and um it glitches out and the, the cart you know one minute the cart's going dead straight and the next minute it's you know just turning left straight into a wall or something yeah. So yeah, there's there's definitely a limit on sort of track length and how you know if you can have walls in the way or doorways in the way and, and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely bit of kit and it, like the, the the picture you get out of it on a big like sort of 1080p screen is actually quite quite impressive. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's a physical cart. It's, fit, it's literally it's a physical go kart. Right. Yeah, and it has. And it does okay just, with. Does it, I presume it does okay with carpets. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does well with carpets. Yeah. Um, I mean, so um, you, presumably, yeah. would it be all right on like a patio? It recommends that you don't play it outdoors um, huh, because okay. what we found is that when you play it outdoors in the sunlight and you get glare, it literally can't detect where the floor is, and you know, blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Plus, also, like if Fair you're playing it outdoors, there's a dirt factor, and you know it's going to get into the tyres and the wheels and the mechanisms and all that kind of stuff. So um, mm. they recommend it basically playing it indoors on a hardwood floor. Now, when I'm playing it, we've got a rug in the front room. We kind of like sort of make just right, make it go headlong towards the rug and bump it up and off you go. But the issue with that is, is that the characters you're racing against don't know that there's a rug there. So you're always going to get a time penalty because you're going to hit a bump that none of the other characters can see. So, you know, there's there's stuff like that it doesn't take into consideration. So you end up having to kind of make a course that either goes around the rug or you're literally moving furniture and rugs around just to get like a big hardwood floor area that I've got. So, yeah, I mean, you can you could race it on a carpet and it'd be perfectly fine. It'd just be a little bit slower, but it is what it is. It, it doesn't seem to struggle too much when it goes across the rug and stuff. So, yeah, it seems to work really okay. well. Really, really well. And it's just, it's weird though that you forget that the cart is even part of it. You're sort of sitting there and you're driving around and you're just so concentrating on the screen. And all of a sudden you just hear out of the corner, you you know, of your ear sort of thing. It's just goes <laughs> whizzing past your feet. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot that I was racing around the front room. But yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's really good fun. Really good fun. But um, good. I'd say quite limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, kind of expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's um, a good Christmas game. Good. Oh, while we're on the subject of motorsport of a sort, shall we um, Shall we jump into the pit lane and talk about our uh, motorsport endeavours over the last few weeks? You, Chazzy, you, you had to, because we raced on your birthday, you missed uh, out yeah. on our last um Yeah, her Canada was uh, quite a, race. Yeah. a fun that track. That was a fun race. Yeah. It was eventful, yeah. Um, uh, Nick, you had the most eventful race. I, I did. It was it was actually the first race we've had uh, in a while that, that has been really interesting to drive and not just stuck at the back sort of trying to make up time thanks to an AI that's crashed into the back of me. But no, it was... Um, yep. mm. So, practice was wet. Very mm-hmm. wet. Well, actually, it wasn't even very wet, was it? It was just... No, one, it, was, it was light rain, but it, it, the it was track light was, rain. It's yeah. Canada. It, it gets wet. Uh-huh. Um, so that was 
interesting just coming to terms with getting to know the track and how to drive around it while it's wet on inters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then qualifying was bone dry. So you, you launched onto a bone dry track that you've never driven around in soft tires before yeah. and you suddenly have grip. And after having spent half an hour, like very carefully coaxing your car around every corner and trying not to hit the water champions, <laughs> suddenly you've got all the grip. Yeah. Nice. And you just have to try and learn to trust the car because it's one shot qualifying as well. So, and mm. unfortunately I mucked that up and cut a chicane over across and that was my lap disqualified. <laughs> track uh, deleted. Yeah. Tra- yes, deleted. Um, so I started at the back, uh, and Sunday came, I say Sunday, but you know what I mean? The race, the race came and it was heavy rain again. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely peeing it down. Um, but yeah, I, it was, do you know what? When I, I quite quickly fought my way back up because the AI level that we have with the Kodak moment guys isn't very high. Um, so they're quite easy to just cheese in the braking zones very early on when they're all yeah. together, especially when it's raining because everyone's backed up. They leave you enough space as well, don't they? Like, yeah, literally, I just uh, went straight on the, down on the oh, regular uh, circuits. Yes, yeah, not on the street circuits. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just outbroke everyone and then sort of slipped in, went or went round the outside of everyone. Um, and yeah, because really we, we started. Uh, I was in P two behind Matt. Um, and, and we started, and I was like, I'm, I couldn't, I didn't get a good enough start to stay close to him, and I could have pushed to get a little bit closer, but also I didn't want to have to deal with having to drive through the horrendous spray that comes off the back of a car. Yeah. You get too close in the rain, so I sat like ahead of the pack, but far enough behind him where I could see him. You know, I was like a, uh, a one and a half seconds behind, but that was enough for there to be no spray. And every now and then we check in with you, and after like three laps, you'd moved up like twelve positions. Yeah, I think I started twentieth, and within, like you say, three or four laps, I was third again. I think, but obviously, again, yeah. the AI not being great, great, um, you'd sort of made a twelve-second didn't in the future. Uh, yeah, I had to try and get back up, but I think I, I really gelled with that track. It was it was really fun to That's drive around. You mm. could just throw your car around these corners, and it and mm. there's there's a real there's a mixture of really slow corners and really fast corners and or everything in between it was and one chicane that was incredibly easy to cut well slightly th- too I far i think two turn two of them three to four yeah i was gonna say would they a bit, um, mon- bit like monza where it's just a, a straight left like left right flip, no or was it more flat no because monza's got monza's got those massive sausage um yeah. like rumble strips yeah um this doesn't like yeah. You can go straight over it without oh, noticing, wow. and everyone cuts it a certain amount. Like it's you're just, trying to, you're trying to cut as much as with. you can yeah. without going over the. The thing track is, is that you, you'll only be like an inch or so out, but that's enough to kind yep. of yeah. Which By the fair, end of the race, the rules, um, you know? yeah, yeah. all of us had cut it enough times. Like you, you get warnings for um, abusing track limits so many times, and then you get a black and white flag. Yeah. And then if you do it again, you get a time penalty. And we all ended the race with at least one time penalty each. <laughs> I had four. <laughs> <laughs> but in my defense, but I was Nick. really, I was just throwing that track around, uh, that car around the track to try and get back up. Uh, yeah. And I figured that. Well, that was specifically because attack. there was there was one particular incident. So we were racing in the heavy rain for quite a while and then the rain stopped. Yep. Yeah. 
And we drive around for a little bit, and I was fiddling with my, my multifunction display, trying to change the tire setup so I could go in and get some slicks. I wanted to go in and go on the softs. Yeah. And then Jeff comes on the radio and says, oh, we've got a new strategy for you. And it's like, come in on the mediums. I thought, fine, well, I'll do that. So me and Matt pit at the same time, um, go on the mediums, and then Nick goes in and pits. Yeah, I stayed out for an extra lap. Yeah. Thinking. And what happened? Yeah. Um <laughs> They they gave me a lovely shiny new set of inters. Oops. Now it had stopped raining and the track had dried up completely. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to I had to somehow make my way around a lap of the track without trying to lose too much time and then go through the pit again to get some softs, which they gave me. Yeah. Um which and then you were absolutely hammering it. And I think <laughs> <laughs> maybe two three uh more laps you would have been on us well the worst thing is when by the time it was drying up i was on your tail yeah i think i'd near i'd pretty yeah, much you were breathing down my neck yeah i was in the drs radius if if drs had been enabled i'd have had drs yeah um and yeah that just but i yeah <laughs> even then i think i I've, i only finished about five seconds behind you in the end yeah, and you had the fastest lap. Um, yeah, yeah, you really, really got the measure of that um, that race. It, I got really, really lucky um, as well. Like my, I managed to get my um, mediums up to temperature faster than Matt, so I managed to get past him and then hold him off until the end of the race to take mm-hmm. home my first win for the the Kodak Moments um, League. But yeah, it was a good it was a good race. Um, nice. We're in France this weekend, which is, um, like I was saying in the, the Discord, I think the, the main danger is going to be staying awake because it's one of the most boring tracks on the calendar. <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to Oh, It'll be fun to race and have a chat, but it's it's not a fun yeah. track to race. It's, no, it's, it's flat. It's boring. It's, <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. Um, off the back of um, our escapades, I went and tried to play some regular multiplayer in F1 2020. I don't know if either of you ever ventured into the no. multiplayer lobbies in that game at all. <laughs> no. um, so there's two sets of like multiplayer lobbies you can do. There's the unranked ones, which will be like... Chaos. There are just a variety of different types of races. So I jumped into one that was like a series, a sequence of 25% length Grand Prix, where it's like the full 20 car roster on there. And that you go in and you select one of the, which one of the like actual teams you want to race for, you know, Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, whoever, and you replace one of the real world drivers. Um, And in this lobby, there was like 18 of us. So there was only two AI races the entire lobby mm. uh, and I think there's like balance of performance on because the car that like every, there didn't seem to be any particular advantage I mean it was won by a Haas which is one of the worst cars on the on the grid in real life um, but it was absolutely shocking in terms of like the sportsmanship um, yeah I can imagine and also like a lot of problems of like cars would like get would either get knocked off the track or they would just run off because they had like they had broke properly or whatever or they'd just lost grip. across the corner and then not not but not then conceded. yeah but but no i mean like they'd lose they'd lose like grip and they'd go off the track no. and then when making their way onto the track they'd come straight across the track and wouldn't be ghosted oh nice and so i ended up 
losing a front wing um, in a couple of races to somebody who was just driving wildly back across the track. Um, like when the game turns to ghosting on and off is just completely random, it seems. Yeah. Um, but then I went and did my um, my six placement races on the um, ranked mode. So basically, like it's um, you can either pick five lap race, twenty five percent, fifty percent, or so on. You know, mm. um, races. Uh, you jump in. You do. You don't get any practice time. Uh, there's no practice sessions. There's a one shot qualifier and then the race. Nice. Um, which is really daunting because when we get the practice times, even when like I don't, I'm not a big fan of one shot qualifiers on the whole. I like to be able to you know go around a few times and try and improve on the lap time and bang out the fastest lap I can. Mm. But when we do it with the league thing, at least we can do that in practice and then take through what we've learned in practice into your one yeah. shot qualifier. So I quite, mm. I quite like, the way, I like in, the way we do it. Just like you say, just because yeah. it, there's an air of drama to the one shot quality. Because but at least had you've had some time to acclimatize with the track before you start. Yeah. But yeah. there's like, there's 22 tracks, no, more than 22 because there's like shorter versions of other tracks as well. But the main GP tracks, there's 22 tracks. Uh, and I can't remember every corner of every single one of them unless I had yeah. time to go around it a few times before I go and do the qualifying. So going in blind and being bang straight into a one-shot qualifier Um wasn't great and i didn't qualify particularly well apart from like the tracks i know really well like red bull ring and spa and a few others um i didn't qualify particularly highly and so then i was in the middle of the pack and then because it was placement races uh nobody had got their safety rating yet uh, and there were a lot of people who apparently did not care about their safety rating at all um, is it is it almost one of those things where you best not qualifying very well for a few races and w working your safety rating up like in GT Sport. Just sitting yeah. at the back, staying out of trouble, bring the car home. Yeah, and but, it, but it's oh, the safety rating system, what you get penalized for seems to be even worse than it is in Gran Turismo Sport. Um, the number of times when I would have... Uh, there was like one particular... Um, um, point where i came out of a last corner onto the home straight um with more like came out faster than the person that was in front of me um so i started to pull alongside them they see me coming alongside and then they sh they swerve off their racing line to hit me and wow. i got a i got a warning <laughs> I, I presumably they did as well but if you get hit, if you hit someone, you get a warning. If you get hit by someone, you get a warning, and it affects your safety rating. So I came out of placement matches in silver rank. I don't know how many ranks are above gold, so I'm probably quite low, because um, there's probably like gold, diamond, diamond plus, whatever. <laughs> um, and with a safety rating of B, uh, which is also not particularly good because it goes the way up to S. So third level down in, in safety rating, um, sort of in the middle. But I think a lot of that was due to me just getting twatted around the, the track a lot by other people. Um, a lot of very, very illegal defending. Uh, just It was just a bit of a nightmare. I, I hadn't seen behavior because I've, come, I've gotten so used to racing in GT Sport where at least in the lobbies that I'm put into, people behave themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't seen racing that dirty since the last time I ventured online in a Forza game, um, oh. where 
yeah, Forza is notoriously bad online, um, and I still don't think they have a safety rating in that in that game. Uh, I need to download Forza Motorsport Seven now. It's on Game Pass just to see what it's like. But the last Forza Motorsport I played, it was a nightmare, and this one wasn't great. But now I've done my placement races. Hopefully, things will even out a little bit. I'll be with other people who've got a B safety rating, who are going to be slightly more, you know, um, careful than the the scumbags that I was racing with the other day. But um, <laughs> it's fun. Um, it's nice to just be able to jump in bang out a qualifying lap as as frustrating as that can be sometimes race five laps job done it's nice and quick um but uh yeah off the back of that i uh thought well you know this is this is horrible the the experience i had bracing these other people i'm gonna go and play some gran turismo sport which i hadn't really played in a while um and i thought well to warm up i'll pick one of the tracks that i haven't really done the circuit experiences for i picked spa and i don't know why i hadn't done the circuit experience before on that because it's probably my favorite track um and going from a formula one car into a gt3 car is oh (laughs) difficult i ended up Yeah. yeah i messaged nick about it like i was trying to beat the time just doing like the first hairpin off the home straight and then up um, Eau Rouge and Radion. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and in a Formula 1 car, you can take it full speed. It's no problem because you've got so much downforce. But in a in a GT3 car, uh, you can't really. Yeah, it's um, just that cool. thing of like you don't just automatically stick to the track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you the car's really twitchy. It's understeer yeah. and oversteer and everything in between. Yep. Whereas with an F1 car, you're just there planted. For the most part, anyway, it's a it's much harder, much much harder. I think mm. um, Formula One sometimes can be really really hard because the reaction speeds seem to be so quick because stuff happens so quickly, but the cars are so planted yeah. that as it's it's much easier to just go around corners. Um, I think they're kind of just they're two different, it's de- yeah, it's two sports, different disciplines, and they're it? two yeah. different disciplines. Yeah, it's just yeah. Formula One is you need the endurance, you need to know when when and how to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. And you're over, you need to be a lot more careful and meticulous when planning that. Uh, you need to sometimes work for laps just to stay on someone's tail and wait for them to make a mistake and capitalize on it. Whereas yeah. GT Sport is a lot more forgiving where you can just... Uh, I'm not saying you can just dive down and outbreak someone, but it's more like there's, a lot cars, more, there's a lot more bumping. and There's a lot yeah. more bumping and touching and there's a lot more... Where if you if you do a little bit of a bump, as long as it doesn't affect people's race, you're yeah. not going to lose your race because of it, and they're not going to lose yeah. their race because of it. Usually, it's whereas if you touch in Formula One, your front wing, you need to come into the pits and repair, and then yeah. you're yep. at the back of the grid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bumping and touching. I have the um, podcast name as well. By the way. Um. Yeah, I haven't ventured onto the uh, into online yet because I just wanted to uh, since I've gone back to GC Sport because I wanted to get back up to speed and how it feels because it is so different from playing Formula One. But it it feels once you start to get into the swing of it, that game is so mm. good. Um, and I'm gonna definitely gonna be playing some more um, possibly over this weekend. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a dead good game. Has anyone been playing um, anything that isn't driving? Yes, yeah, well, I'm sure. Well, well, has anyone been playing any of the games that is driving before we move on to the non-driving stuff? Yeah. Nope. No? Is nope. that it? No. Nope. That's all the driving games? Yep. Okay, all right. 
So motorsport minute over. Um, Nick, what else have you been playing? The only other thing I've been, I have played is, of course, Destiny Two. Good man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess we have we can have a little bit of a Destiny update. We've not had one in a while. I don't think <laughs> it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. That's that's yeah. long enough. So Destiny Two, what's new? Uh, we've got the Festival of the Lost. Uh, mm-hmm. which is the yearly Halloween. Uh, the Haunted Forest is back from last year. so uh, no, The Haunted Forest has been the thing for years now. Well, I d- I've not played it before that. So oh, to okay. me, it was new for last year. So uh, yeah, oh, fair, fair. it's Haunted Forest, basically uh, just an infinitely generated forest where you go and kill things. Uh, you try and get as far as you can, kill a load of baddies, um, and then you get like a mini boss halfway through, well, and then you just do is, the same you still thing again. Being, are you still being chased by the invulnerable. Yeah, there's knights. still random uh, massive knights that uh, can spawn. Um, they're yeah. not all all over. There's not like one in each run. Uh, I don't right. think there might be if you get so far. Um, but yeah, uh, you just stay away from them and keep going, and then you get to the mini boss, and then you get mm. to load a load of. Uh, chests. The f- thing I didn't realize the first run I did is I don't know if this was the same last year. I don't remember it. You get uh, so however many branches you clear, you get that many chests to open at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need chest decoders to open the chests. So my first run, we got through seven branches, and there were seven nice shiny chests that I couldn't open because oh, I just launched into the game was like yay haunted forest back i'll go in there i didn't do any reading on it so uh i only got the normal loot you would get for finishing i didn't get like the per branch loot which was a bit annoying yeah yeah. it's yeah. dead easy to get the decoders when you actually read into it you just do um basically any activity gives it you uh so if you uh i think the guy who does a lot of destiny uh writing on the forbes uh he's got like a little Paul Tassi. Uh, Paul Tassi, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a little farming route uh, using a lot of patrols and stuff to get them. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, and I jumped in with one of my mates uh, the other weekend uh, and did a Pit of Heresy run for the first time. Oh, nice. What did you think? Oh, it was good. That was, It yes. was real good fun. <laughs> it was... This is one thing that I kind of hope Destiny kind of does a bit more going forwards is... It had that, um, it's just a normal um, sort of mission run. It's, it's it's a bit longer than a strike. It's a dungeon. Yeah, it's a, well, yeah. I, I, it's it's a, the new thing that they added in with um, Forsaken. Yeah. Because uh, there was the, uh, oh God, what's it called? Shattered Throne or something like that. It's, it's basically like a... Um, a raid equivalent yeah. activity. But That's kind of what people. I'm saying. It's 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 not a strike. It's longer than a strike, but it's mm-hmm. not as it, you don't need as many people, and it's not as big as a raid. It, the the um that one isn't. Um, no. Shattered Throne is huge. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pit of Heresy, dead good fun. Um, mm. Yeah, had had some real fun with that. Um, yeah. There's Obvious. another one as well uh, that got added with the latest um, season event. The um, I can't remember what it's called. The Prophecy. Yes. I think it's what it's called, yeah. And that yeah. one's very good as well. 
Um, yeah, so just had had some good fun getting a bit more loot and uh, just getting back into the swing of it, really, for uh, what's to come in the next month, uh, yeah. which is, of course, the new, the new expansion. Uh, mm-hmm. Just everything new. That we're, I think we've had like three trailers this week about all the new things we had. A, it's been a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting um, a bit much. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in a. Um, I'm in a Discord uh, for like uh, my mate and his mates Destiny mm. Discord, and it's just it's been very quiet for the last I want to say three or four months, just because a lot of people have fallen off Destiny because of the delays and then there wasn't really much to do and everything is kind of regurgitated so mm-hmm. i think people have used this extended season as an opportunity to go and play other games and have a break from destiny that's exactly what i've done exactly yeah um so it's been very quiet but the last week has seen so much activity and people getting excited about all the new stuff and stasis and it looks awesome um yeah so yeah, really looking forward to when it launches on the 10th of November. And the other good thing is that now people don't have to choose between Cyberpunk and uh, Destiny because Cyberpunk has been delayed again. Yep. 10th of December, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd be quite happy for to push it back even further, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as they like. Keep going. As long Just as you don't keep crunching back. the devs. Keep going. Yeah, keep exactly. Going. Just keep pushing it back. <laughs> I, was, I was gutted because I... Um, uh, basically put a pre-order in for that game on the PlayStation mm. the day before and now oh. I can't I can't stop it and change it so that's it that's me I'm in no matter what so yeah can you ring them up and be like my kid did this it wasn't me yeah. honestly no unfortunately not so that's it that's been done <laughs> so yeah reverse the charge on your credit card that's yeah. it that's it so I'm done but yeah so uh, yeah I'm literally sitting there going oh another month but yeah, I'd rather it be done. I'd rather it be done right. And from what it sounds like, is that it's just it, basically do do you want them to work their you know employees into the ground, or do you want them to actually no. just you know? So if it's only yeah. a month, you know, just, you, you know, you can't get too bent out of shape about it. Really, it's just the fact that it's was it the fourth delay, third delay, something like that, like that. Well, it was originally supposed to come out in the spring of this year. Um, yeah, originally. Yeah. And then they keep having... They've not been very big delays, but I think, yeah, if they'd have just done it a year or six months, the yeah. uh, the first instance where they, they tried to go like two or three months, didn't they? Uh, and it obviously yeah. wasn't enough, especially with COVID hitting mm-hmm. as well. Um, it. It's just not been... It's been a lot of different things have impacted it. Um, yeah. And I think we're there's a lot of other games that you're going to see not necessarily that you'll know about, I think. More, more of the un, unannounced ones are going to slip yeah. a lot, uh, which is probably, you're probably looking at quite a few uh, potentially were going to be launch titles for new uh, systems not make that. They're going to be yeah. more February-ish. Yeah. Like, I think the, what's that PlayStation Destruction Derby type Destruction on? All-Stars. That's yeah. the one. That's been delayed till February and it's now PS Plus mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be. So yeah. I think you'll get more of that uh, kind of thing, so there'll probably be an influx next spring of games. Yeah. Well, the um, sp- like Q one is the new silly season. Has it been is. For a few years now. Yeah. 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 Jan- that January February used to be like really quiet, and it then... was either quiet, it was, or it was the time that Capcom released everything before the end of the final. Exactly. Year. That was yeah. it, wasn't it? So yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. All the Resident Evils have come out like early on in the year. Monster Hunter World came out early on in the year. Monster yeah. Hunter Rise is coming out in March. Yeah, 
Yeah, I never thought about that. Huh. <laughs> um, Sneaky. Nintendo are doing the same thing this year, aren't they? With every, everything finishing in March. Just basically get all... I hadn't, yeah. hadn't noticed, to be honest. Like, you know, they released the, the, that, that new Nintendo, like, Triple Wall Stars, you know, game or whatever it is. With, um, oh, yeah. Galaxy the and Mario. Sunshine and 64. But that yeah. then, you know, that then goes into the vault in March. And then there's another game that they're... Um, I can't remember what it is now, but there's another game that they're vaulting in March as well. So apparently, like, mm. it's just to... People are rumoured in saying that it's kind of like to boost their financials um, because next year's going to be... Uh, well, obviously over COVID, if they can show that they're, you know, keeping their head above water, then, um, you know, hopefully next yeah. year they'll be able to... Back that up. With You'd assume that titles. they've made enough money. Over well, the, the last thing is, they got Breath of the Wild coming the down the line. They've got a few other few bits and bobs, so it'll kind of keep the keep the graph nice and level. Yeah, new Hyrule Warriors and yeah. Yeah, lots of. I've got the demo there. downloaded for that, and I really need to get give that a go. That looks mm. incredible. It does. Yeah, I, I, the um, yeah, the, the, the adopting the Breath of the Wild art style is a, mm. a winner in my books for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, have you been playing anything else apart from Destiny then, Nick? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I've enough. just, no, literally, I've just, uh, signed up for Ubisoft's subscription service, uh, Ooh. for the, mm. well, I say for the weekend, uh, for at least a month. Uh, but obviously Watch Dogs Legion is out uh, sometime. Uh, it's out already. Some people out already. have already got copies. I That's think it's it. out. Oh, no, I think it might be out tomorrow, but tomorrow. some people have already got copies. Yeah, know? so you can down, you can preload it on the PlayStation now. So I'm just in the background. I'm downloading it as we speak. Uh, so hopefully okay. I'll get to uh, have some, have a bit of a play on it this weekend and see what I think. I I didn't gel with Watch Dogs One much. No, but Watch Nobody Dogs Two did. was. I loved that game. Uh, it was just a really it was fun really good. game. Really, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, I thought likable of what I played of it as well. Yeah, I mean, I still really did not jive with that like a horrible, awkward disconnect of like um, the ability to have like 3D print massive weapons of destruction, <laughs> but you're a, a yeah. bunch of like hacker kids. So I yeah. insisted on playing through the whole thing with just the taser gun. Yeah, I did um, that too. I didn't go for any but, of the weaponry stuff. Yeah. I just literally hacked yeah. things and electrocuted people and it's um it's it's cool that you let you play that way but it's a kind of a shame that they tried to put guns in it, it just yeah. didn't sit right with those characters but that aside really likable cast of characters mm. um loved the setting it had it wasn't so po-faced had a little bit more fun about it absolutely incredible soundtrack by hudson mohawk yeah. um yeah really dug it incredible. um so what I've, been, I've got what I've been, a um, yeah, free on. copy of um, Watch Dogs Legion eventually um, <laughs> with the graphics card that I am 200 and something thank you for at the moment. Um, so I will play it on PC eventually. Yeah. Good. Good man. Lovely. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, that game doesn't quite deliver on its promise of um, being able to sort of switch between characters to do things. Um you can switch between characters and go off on missions, but you can't combine them in the same mission very well mm. and kind of get things done. It's still very kind of... Um, but it's going to be a limit to what you yeah. could do in that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. That should be fun. 
It should be fun. If it's anything mm. like, even if it's as any just as good as the last game, um, it'll be a fun romp, won't it? And plus, mm. it's yeah. London, isn't it? Aye, so, London, London. Presumably, with that um, Ubisoft thing, is that is that on console? Uh, no, it's on PC. It's on PC, right? Okay. Um, um, but it gives you access to every Ubisoft game. Yeah. Um, does that include what's that new one that's coming out? It was called Gods and Monsters, and then they changed the name for Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Oh, I yeah. yeah, I thought it's Phoenix or Phoenix something. Yeah, that's out soon, right? It's meant to be, yeah. Yeah. Shortly. But yeah, it's every everything that they do day one, essentially. Um, the one thing oh, that I good. didn't realize that would give me when I just booted it up is Division 2. Oh, right. But I'm not sure oh, whether wow. that will include all the expansions and DLC and stuff, or whether it's just the base game. I need to have a little hmm. dig as to what that means. Uh, but it also means I'll get Valhalla day one as well. Nice. So That's I've good. kind of yeah. I've timed it right where I figure I can at least keep it for two or three months. Even if I keep it for yeah. three months, it'll be essentially the same as buying one of those games. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I've done. It gives you Trackmania it Club access. It's twelve ninety nine a month, <laughs> so it's on the more expensive mm, end of game services. But it does yeah. give you like Ubisoft games. There are a lot of games, and they're games that yeah. a lot of people will want to play, and you can put a lot of time yeah. into. This is true. Yeah, yeah, I'm like just going EA, down. Yeah. It's not like you get just get ten hours of EA games for the things that you actually want, and then a bunch of like nothing game. You know, like games that you could have you could buy for like less if you went to CEX. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just looking down. It goes. It goes all the way back. I mean, you can play Rayman Forever on it and Rayman Two. Yeah. Um, but then it wow. also goes up to the new stuff. You can all the Assassin's Creed are on there. The old Far Prince Cry's. of Persia's. Yeah. Would you uh, really get the new Far Cry on that six? Yeah, it's been just been delayed, but it is coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's coming. Uh, Valhalla Odyssey's on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Origin is on there. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Rainbow Six Siege, Far Cry Five, Crew Two. Division two, hyperscapes there, Trapmania, um, yeah, yeah, literally nice. everything. Starlink, that's Battle good. for Atlas, nice. That's a good game. That's a game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm literally just listing all the Ubisoft games here. But it, it seems it. decent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. sounds good. Nice. Yeah. Um, Chazzy. Have mm. you what have you been playing that wasn't um, racing games? <laughs> I've been. Uh, I am trying. Well, I finished Gears Tactics. It happened. Yeah, it fin- yeah. finally happened. Um, you brought Team Tyrone home. Team Tyrone came home, and uh, and we got a lovely. Yeah, well, I can't, can't spoil the ending. Can't spoil the ending. But there was a lovely little, um, lovely little tie into the Gears like lore as well. So that was nice. Um, mm. And yeah, that was just. As a wrap up for that game, thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through. It's far too long, and it, they've they've massively dragged that game out. But um, I am so looking forward to when everyone's getting that on consoles on Game Pass soon. So um, yeah, I'm uh, next forward. month I think. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing month, yeah. what people think of that game because yeah, I thoroughly mm. enjoyed it, and definitely if there's a sequel, um, I'll be getting it. But yeah, I was saying on the on the stream like I'll definitely. It's up there on my game of the year list. 
but uh, where I don't know yet. I'll have to see how everything pans out, but it's definitely on there somewhere. But yeah, mm. uh, well, they made a sequel to um, Halo Wars, so yeah. Yeah. Presumably they'd make a sequel to this as well. I don't know. Oh yeah, hopefully they'll chuck it back to um, splash damage as well because they seem to have done mm. a really, really smart job of just tying that whole. It's like we said at the start, just tying that whole Gears Mythos into a strategy game. It just works so perfectly and it gels so well. Yep. That it just it's a it cover be... shooter. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So it, it's just perfect for that that kind of um, that kind of game style. So yeah, hopefully they can. Mm. I would love to see what how they would um make like build on it and if this is the first iteration what would the second iteration be and what kind of new cool stuff can they add rather than just keep slapping in a series of side missions to just pad the game out you know yeah but, um, yeah no thoroughly enjoyed that thoroughly enjoyed that that was um yeah it was good fun um with dougie cheering me on so that was that was that was good fun on the streams um, he's a good lad yeah what else well i'm just trying to think what else have i played Having a look around now, I played a bit more Final Fantasy Seven. Getting there with that mm-hmm. now. Um, oh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I finished that, so that was good fun. Um, though I am completely, you know, all fingers and thumbs, thumbs of that game. Uh, it has to be said. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting through yeah. games, which is which is weird, which is unusual for me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a year for me actually finishing stuff. Which is mm. unusual, but yeah, but that's about. It's good, about man. It. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. What have we been playing then? Uh, right. Okay. Apart from one game, it's been a very specifically themed week uh, or two for me. Um, so, well, first of all, I've been playing a lot of lot more Monster Hunter World uh, with this uh, group that I've been playing with on the regulars. Um, finally got past the stumbling block that made me stop playing it last time this is what usually happens this sort of game is i'll (laughs) i'll reach a roadblock like a monster that i can't beat and i'll try and i'll try and i'll try and i can't beat it and then i think right you know what i'm done with this for a while and then i'll come back later and absolutely smash it and that's exactly what happened um but yeah I, i just it's just I don't I mean I, what more can I say about Monster Hunter World that I haven't already said multiple times at length. It's just an incredible game. It's it takes the one the best aspect of the character action game which is the boss fights and makes an entire game of just boss fights. Um and with playing with randoms is always fun. Playing with the group of people that you're communicating with is just fantastic. And yeah, yeah I'm having a having a blast playing that again. Um, where the little group that we're, in, we're messing each other on quite regularly. So I didn't want tonight. Want to go and hunt this. Want to go and hunt that. Whatever. And you know, people jumping in. Um, short notice, just to just to smash the fuck out of a monster for a while. Um, carve bits off it to make a new set of armor uh yeah love it um but mostly this week has been very very space themed um so i jumped back into elite dangerous because uh, i hadn't played that for a while not since uh i, I went out a little a few sessions a while back playing with um justin from uh life save loaded uh and a few members of the community just you know running around doing bounties and whatnot. Mm. Um, but I um, 
decided to i've been trying to make money doing exploring which you can make a lot of money but you need to spend a long long time drifting around systems in unexplored space scanning every planet firing off probes to, to you know uh, surface detail the planet moving on so on and so forth over and over and over and over, and over again and then work your way slowly back to civilization and then sell all of that information um, so I refitted, re-outfitted my ship for mining instead because apparently that's very, very lucrative and slightly less uh, time-consuming. Um, and yeah, it's it's basically you just sort of go into a system with your ship that's like um, kitted out for mining, find a planet that's got icy rings, scan the rings until you find hotspots for particular materials, fly down to the the ring, and then you're like you're flying amongst the 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 like icy rocks that comprise like the you know the the, uh, the planetary rings pulsing them until you find ones that have got something in them and then like looking for weak points on that like icy asteroid or whatever um firing charges into it to blow it apart and then like collecting the stuff that's on the inside and then moving on sounds really boring uh, it's, but it's exactly the sort of thing that I really, really like in that sort of game, like slow, methodical, um, mechanical sort of gameplay. Like you've got a set, a set um, process of jobs that you've got to do. Um, and I really, really enjoy that. And it's just a really good, like, stick a film on uh, in the background or a podcast and just chill out and mine for a while the only thing you've got to worry about is if you're in an area where there's like very high um value minerals there's a good chance you might get raided by pirates and then you've got to either fight back or in my case because my ship doesn't have any guns on it just fucking cheese it um and that's that can be quite exciting but yeah it's just been really relaxing i just i dig being like a space trucker space (laughs) miner sort of thing it's just I, i love it um I, that's a game that i would love to play in vr um nice i will at some point in the future when i've got um pc built i don't think it works in playstation vr yet um but uh yeah there's a new update coming for that apparently um sometime next year where we'll finally be able to what they've called space legs <laughs> um finally be able to like get up and not I don't know what they've officially called it, but like it's it's been rumored for years, and everyone called it space legs. It's called like yeah. discovery or something like that. You'll be able to get up, walk around, land on barren planets with atmospheres, like Mars, sort of planets yeah. like that, um, and walk around. You <laughs> might be able to actually walk around your ship and whatnot, which would be nice because be you only ever just sit in the cockpit. But yeah, I love that game. Um, Last night, I uh, jumped back in for a big session on Star Wars Squadrons with um, Justin from Last Aid Loaded, my friend Mike, and Justin's friend John. Um, we had a mixed night. We had a couple of really good matches that were very, very tight. We felt that we were competitive. And then we would, because again, we were doing our placement matches for um, the ranked um carrier assault or whatever it's called the big mode yeah. where um uh you're sort of like two teams trying to push back through the team and destroy their star destroyer or frigate or whatever uh and we kept on coming up against the same group of people match after match after match and they were much higher rank than us mm. and much better much higher skill level should we say 
and they absolutely stomped us. Um, and so the end of the night became a little bit frustrating. But it's not uh, much fun that game when you basically are just spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter yeah, what shit yeah. you put, you get into, or you know what tactics you employ. It's just spawn. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's. And unfortunately, there is a particular meta that is yeah. incredibly OP, but not very fun to fly. But that means that there's plenty of people using it because they don't care about having fun. They just care about winning. Winning. If you go in, if it's the TIE bomber with uh, a reinforced it does feel shield like the, imp- the whole of imperial fleet of, of pl- uh, spaceships is just massively you know, overpowered compared to the... Oh, I don't have fun, much fun. I don't have much luck in them. I always feel yeah. they're really squishy because they don't have shields, yeah. um, whereas the rebels do. Uh, but when I'm on the other side, I just get yeah. absolutely stomped by them um, more often than not. But that aside, still really, really good fun. Um, it's It's much more fun when you're communicating with people and you can actually coordinate. Justin was running with the support ships and so he was running cover for us like... Uh, popping out uh, resupplies to like repair and resupply missiles and whatnot. Um, had people running distractions while one person in a bomber was making a bombing run to try and take out the, some of the systems on the yeah. the enemy's capital ship or whatever, like the shield generators or, or whatnot. Um, and coordinating the game, yeah, it's just it's just really good. Unfortunately, because there's only four of us, we always had one random on the team who didn't know, didn't seem to know just what they the were right doing. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a cracking game. I really really enjoy it. Um, mm. uh, after we'd finished playing the multiplayer, I jumped back and played some more of the story. And yeah, the story's it's really good. It's a lot better than the story for Star Wars Battlefront Two, um, which is written by the same person, <laughs> um, Mitch Dyer. Yeah, used to be at IGN. Um, was oh, yeah. or possibly still is on the Rebel FM podcasts. I haven't listened to that podcast in a long now. time. Okay, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's very good. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I it's just also skipped every single cutscene in that game. Okay, no, I, just... I I watched all the cutscenes. I have I've had all the optional like dialogues, and it's nice to see a uh, um, slightly more diverse cast than you would usually get in a big budget Star Wars game. Jose, um, yeah. I just uh, wanted to fly. The, I just wanted to fly the ships. And it just got to the yeah, point where it's like, I don't yeah. want Crocodile Man talking to me another for the forty third time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I I really really dig that game. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing off the story and jumping back in and playing some more uh, multiplayer. They've just added a bunch more like cosmetics that you can unlock that are all themed around the Mandalorian. Um, and by unlock, I mean unlocking the game. There are no microtransactions because um, the new series of the Mandalorian starts yep. soon. Um, yeah. Um, and then the only other game I've really been playing, maintaining the space theme, is uh, Space Crew uh, yeah. by uh, Runner Duck, who are a two or three man team from Southampton, I think, somewhere down south. Um, did either of you play Bomber Crew? Yeah, yeah, I played that on the Switch. Yeah, for like, there was, yeah. it was like a deal going on in Argos. It was like a fiver or something stupid. It was like it'd be rude not to. At that point, so I played an obscene amount of Bomber Crew. Um, according to my Switch, I played thirty hours on that, um, and then I probably played at least as much on um, Xbox as well because it was on Game Pass there. And then I bought it again on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, 
because I bloody loved it. <laughs> uh, so anyone who doesn't know, no, Bomber Crew was like a sort of um, like um, part FTL. FTL. Yeah, part yeah. Sort of strategy game. Um, so yeah, you're in control of a bomber, a crew aboard a Lancaster bomber in World War Two. Like it's like like cutesy pixelated graphics sort of thing, but in charge of a, a bomber crew. Uh, but you didn't control any aspects of the plane manually. You controlled the crew and gave them orders. So you select the pilot, tell them to take off, retract the landing yeah, gear, fly in that could, direction, could, take like, this point altitude, yourself to an away point, and that was about it. Yes. Yeah, and you could tag enemies, and then your gunners would take out the enemies. You can like tell your bomber when to drop bombs, when to like take photos, whatever you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that sort of formula. But Space Crew is that transposed into a like futuristic Star Trek style situation. Not Star Trek because um, Starfleet yeah. didn't engage in in war. Um, but uh, yeah, you're in control. You've got a little uh, spaceship, and you've got like um, you've got your pilot. You've got your um, communications officer who is the one that's in control of the radar and the, the, so they can pinpoint when enemies appear and they, they select like where the waypoints are that you can select. You've got your security officer, which is in charge of... Um, well, basically, all they can really do at first is like opening the airlocks in certain bits of the ship to purge the ship because at yeah. certain points... Uh, you can and will get boarded by aliens. And you can either like send your security officer off with a gun to shoot them, or you can just open the airlock and vent them into space, which is really satisfying. Um, and you've got your engineer who controls like where um, you prioritize the power from the reactor into like engine shields or weapons. And then you've got your gunners. Uh, but you've only got two, you've got four gunner ports and there's, and there's only two gunners. So you also have to, so while you're going on your missions, you're having to shift your crew around a lot more than you did in bomber crew. Um, you're having to like put your security officer on the front gunner and your engineer on the other gunner, uh, on the other gun. But then having to keep moving them back and forth because the engineer's on one gun, but he's also having to repair bits of the ship when it gets damaged uh, and, like, prioritize where the power is going and your security officers having to jump back to their station to activate their ability to, like, boost the shields or immediately regenerate the shields or vent aliens into space and so on and so forth. Um, it's a lot... It gets a lot more frantic, I think, than um, than Bomber Crew did. Uh, not in a bad way. I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but there's just a, a lot more happening sometimes because you'll be in a frantic. Okay, who give you an example? So I made I, I renamed all the crew and redesigned all <laughs> of them. So I, I'm I'm the captain, um, naturally, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chazzy, you are the uh, communications officer nice. on board because I thought that was most appropriate. Right. Uh, Nick is chief engineer. <clears throat> As I thought that was probably quite appropriate. Um, Zoe insisted on being a security officer because she really likes Worf. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Adam and Andy are the, are the, uh, the, the gunnery officers. Uh, and at one particular point, um, I had Zoe running around the ship trying to shoot some aliens who had invaded. Um, Andy was in the medical bay after having the shit shot out of him. Uh, Nick had had to leave his post um, 
on his gunner to, cl- to put on a spacesuit, climb out onto the outside of the ship to repair an engine that was damaged and was leaking radiation. And then we got into another dogfight and I had to select my character to go into evasive maneuvers, which then meant that Nick got flung off into space. <gasps> so then I was a man down with an en- dem- damaged engine that was leaking radiation, like desperately trying to get through this dogfight and then round like go back round to find where Nick was and use the tractor beam to pull him back into the ship and then send him <laughs> back out again to fix the engine <laughs> and then bring him back and stick him in the med bay because at that point he got quite bad radiation sickness um <laughs> and that was a fairly early mission and it just like it gets really really frantic and you're having to micromanage not only like what the characters are doing and where they are but they've all got these abilities are really really crucial like your captain can take evasive maneuvers which means that the enemies can't hit the ship quite as much which is really really helpful for trying to get your shield to regenerate while you're under fire um i could also do a motivational speech like a (laughs) a, a captain jean-luc picard style motivational speech to the crew that will um uh, shorten the cooldown on their abilities. The gunners have the ability to like focus their fire so their energy, so their accuracy is way improved, or like a damage boost so the guns do way more damage. Um, the engineer can like overclock the reactor to boost certain systems, so the shields get more power, the guns get more power, or whatever. Um, the radio, the communications officer can call in like a squadron of fighters to help or like a cruiser to come in and like rain fire down from a distance. But they're all on quite long cooldowns and it's balancing when you use them um, and when to hold on to them because you think when you're going to go and do a, uh, a mission, you have to jump through warp gates and it can sometimes be five or six jumps before you get to your destination. And you'll get an option of like, here's the safe route. It'll take six jumps. Here's the fastest route that'll take three jumps, but there'll be a lot more enemies there. And so you're having to like decide which route to go down, but then you're also like, as you're making these jumps, you think, right, I'm under a lot of fire here, but I don't want to call in the fighter support because it might get worse on the next one, and then I'll really need them then. Um, so like when to use your abilities and when to hang on to them um, is a, an extra little conundrum that was in Bomber Crew a lot, but it's a, a bit, but it's it's a lot more expanded here. Bas- basically, mm. what I'm trying to say is they took Bomber Crew, transposed it into a really cool, like kitschy sci-fi setting, and then improved pretty much on every concept and system that was in Bomber Crew. Yeah, Bomber, Bomber Crew felt like it could have been held back by the limitations of the theme whereas space yes. feels like it can be a lot more open and you know open to interpretation and you could you know you can you can add a lot more to it and still get away yeah with it. i mean it's I'm, I'm really excited to see so the, the dlc for bomber crew was just well there was two bits there was one there was like you were having some extra hard missions where you were going up against like the best of Nazi Germany's experimental, you know, air aircraft, yeah. like uh, V2 rockets and things like that. Um, and then there was another one where it was like a uh, bomber crew US Air Force where you were flying a um, flying fortress where you had more crew, more guns, but it was a lot harder. Right. Um, I, I'm really interested to see what they'll do if they do make any DLC for Space Crew. I really hope they do. I mean, I'm, I haven't, I don't think I've got anywhere near the end of that game and I've put hours into it already. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I, hopefully they'll bring up some DLT for that. Um, nice. I did end up tweeting at Runner Duck um, uh, a few days after I've been playing it because I watched, I rewatched for the first time in a long, long time. I watched The Hunt for the Red October, and I was like, do you know what? They could probably make a really, really good submarine crew game. <laughs> um, and I'd be banging to play in that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start pestering them until they make that. <laughs> um, yeah, Space Crew is it's, it's fantastic. I love it. If you like Bomber Crew, then you'll love it. Um, I picked it up when it was cheap, and it's like launch window on the Switch. Uh, it's out on Xbox and uh, PS4 and, and uh, PC as well. I presume it's on PC as well. Um, probably plays I've only ever played it on a pad I imagine it probably plays slightly better on a PC with a mouse when you're able to click around your your crew a little bit more rather than like hold down one button and like tab through your crew until you select the right one you can just like click on them Uh, but yeah love it absolutely love it Um, I've played I've just been it's it's just that that game that I've been like you know I've got like a dinner's in the oven it's going to be there for a, for like 10 minutes or whatever uh, I'll I'll crack on space crew and run a quick mission or whatever you know it's just that sort of like quick fix sort of game uh, in between doing other things um, and it works fantastically on, on a handheld so yeah love it um, I have bought but I haven't played because I'm saving that for for a later date once I've cleared some of the things off my backlog um, Nino Kuni remastered on the Switch it was like £8 yeah, I bought that the other yeah, day yeah it's well. like £8 yeah. and change on the Switch which is crazy I had a load crazy. of points and that cost me like a fiver yeah. Yeah. Um, now Nino Kuni the first one well, the, the, the original version of this one was the game that uh, finally made me buy a PS3 um, because I love uh love level five games i love jrpgs and i love ghibli yeah i remember going to my first egx and that stand was absolutely mobbed because it yeah. was just one yeah. of the most beautiful things that anyone had ever seen okay. and again it's fantastic it's it's a it's a really really good really solid jrpg um with that ghibli art style uh a lot of hand animated cutscenes by um studio ghibli mm. a whole soundtrack by Joe Hizashi, who is the composer that's behind most of your favorite Studio Ghibli uh, films, like soundtracks. If you like Ghibli and you like JRPGs, then it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I got the special edition of that game, so it came with like a physical version of the Wizard's Handbook that um, Oliver has through the game, and it's it's gorgeous. It's one of the nicest video games. It's, it's a proper hardback book, and like with quality paper, and it's just just really really nice. Yeah, I got, um, I got quite a way yeah. into that game, and then just it was just too big a game for me to play. And then obviously yeah. it's on a PlayStation Three, and that gets retired and put in the cupboard, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. So yeah. this was my excuse to go. It's on a handheld, um, and it yep. was giving me very um, Persona Four Golden vibes of like, just pick it. Oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just pick it up, play it, kind of handheld mode in in bed, like you know, for a half an hour. What are you having a poo? Yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> while my son's bashing me over the head with a Tyrannosaurus Rex and watching Paw Patrol, <laughs> I can just zone yeah. out a bit and look look after another small boy and his um and his toys. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those games where it it work it work it worked perfectly with like on a handheld because you don't need to invest too much 
time and effort to get get a, a nice way into it. So um, no, yeah, that was my idea. I um, just I loaded it, it up. I loaded it up just to see what it looked like, just to see like the opening cutscene and the first when you first take over control and you're walking around yeah. the town that Olive lives, um, just to see what it looks like. And it looks even on the Switch, it looks better than it did on the PS3. It doesn't look yeah. quite as good as the PS4 and the Xbox One versions are, but I think they're running in 4K. Um, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I watched that opening cutscene and then I suddenly remembered what happens very early on in that game and felt yeah. really profoundly sad. Well, I'm not going to say what it is. No, Spoilers. imagine doing that you know. and you've got your four-year-old son with you on half term watching yeah. you play it. That, that's yeah. fun. And and his, his mum's away at work and has said that in the morning, see you later, son. Bye-bye. And you just, and then, yeah, I had to deal with, I had to deal with a situation. <laughs> <laughs> the game has a proper gut punch early on in the game, yeah. but it's like the driving force behind everything that happens with the main character and oh shit. Yeah. Um and yeah, and it's uh Yeah. But drippy, it's I mean, it's a fantastic on. game. I mean everybody dude, yeah, one, I mean, one of the greatest was... characters in all the video games, Mr. Drippy. I mean h- Yes. H- whoever decided do you know what, we're gonna make him basically like Rod Gilbert, just we're just gonna make him Welsh. Yeah, very, very Welsh. Like incredibly yeah. well, but, but I think um, aren't all mum. of the fairies? Yeah, yeah you go, you go Lord back to the fairy the village, yeah, and all of the fairies are Welsh, <laughs> and it's just brilliant. And it's just like whoever made that decision yeah. deserves a medal or like you know something. Brilliant yeah. idea. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the he steals that the show in that game. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah, um, big if that sale is still on by the time you hear that podcast, uh, and you like the sound of a JRPG with Studio Ghibli association, uh, and a little bit of a kind of a Pokemon element in it as well, because you've got yeah. the familiars that you're going out and collecting, um, then yeah, get get on it because yeah, really it's like eight pounds and change. System, yeah, yeah. Um, so and the sequel get on is that. Actually, I've been playing a bit of the sequel and just because it's very I'd, good. And that's yeah. A very and different it's not game. More of the same. It's it's no. an iteration. Like they completely changed the battle system. It's like an active, like action, like button mashing action yeah. uh, combat system. There's the whole like base building yeah, sequence, or uh, like section of it. Like uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's very yeah, good. But, yeah, two really really good games. And if you, it's it's one of those series that you've got to get into and kind of yeah, I think everyone should pick up and at least play one of those two games because they're. They're incredible, yeah. and uh, yeah, watched, ended up watching a speed run of the first game, uh, five hours really? or something. Yeah, to complete it, if you want wow. to do a speed run, <laughs> which to me is mental because uh, I think I put about Impressive. thirty hours and hardly dented it. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, I think that's everything we've been playing. Has anyone uh, anyone got anything else they want to talk about? Um, only that I'm playing more Hades, and I got further than I've ever, ever got before. So that's yeah. good. Uh, I actually took out the um, the Minotaur. Um, oh, then, yeah, and then and then my other half has made it too, but not beaten the final boss. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, but she she on it. got she got hit. Oh well, yeah, she, she she got that far, and then she went on a run of getting smashed a bit, and I don't yeah. think she's played it for a few days because she's just having to cool <laughs> off from it. That's it. <laughs> but I come off of that every time I come off that game, I have like a proper full-on adrenaline like spike, and I'm, my hands mm. are shaking, and yeah, and, and I'm, it's one of those know. ones like we've got two TVs in our living room, so we're both playing stuff at the same time, 
And it's one of those games where I, I find myself like pausing what I was playing and just watching her play. Yeah. Like it just looks so good. And I, there's, there's uh, certain tracks from that soundtrack and I haven't, I haven't actually got yeah, hands, had hands on and played it myself. Just but there's banging. certain tracks that just get proper stuck in my head. They are absolute bangers. Mm. Um, we started watching the um, no clip documentary series about the the, the sort of the making of that from when it went live on early access all the way through to 1.0 release. You know, mm. um, damn good series. Yes, it as is. all of yeah. their videos are. Mm. As, as yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I will uh, get hands on with it at some point once I can yeah. pry Zoe <laughs> off, it. off it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. But uh, yeah, um, I can't think. I don't think I've got anything else that I've played or no, no, no. Nick, nothing. No, nothing. I don't think. No, fair enough. Well, we've been playing a lot. Um, what's coming up in the next week? Um, if we get this episode out on Monday on Monday nights. We might be... St- oh, no, no. Adam's going to be streaming more Little Nightmares because he streamed yeah. some of that on uh, Monday. And, that creepy um, thing. Man, that game is good. It's really good. Um, yeah. Uh, did, Nick, did you were you at EGX the year they had the Little Nightmares stat, stall at EGX? Mm, no, I was, no, I don't think I was. Uh, I think it must have been the year before you I went. I was at 2018. Um, Right, I think it was 2017 that I had it there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a really really cool game. Um, very Tim Burton esque, but like, yeah, uh, I remember I tried to play it a couple of years ago and I I bounced off somewhere in the middle. I'm not sure where, but then I just never went back to it because there were so many other games at the time. Yeah, so, there's mm. there's a lot of puzzles where it's like it uh, it can be a little bit fiddly. Um, yeah, or a little bit like um, I, I seem to remember there was something about a filing cabinet you had to pull out and do something with, and I just yeah. couldn't quite get it to work. And I was in one of those moods where I just like, oh, I give in. It's great. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never went back. Yeah. It's a shame because um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a dead good game. Uh, sequel is out February of next year, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, yeah, I'm just going to be streaming more of that on Monday, Tuesday. Um, Nick, you're possibly going to be streaming potentially if work permits. Come back, uh, we'll come, see. back come back, <laughs> come back, stream. Is it? Um, yeah, if if work permits, uh, if not, then uh, one of us will be streaming something, yeah. some surprise stream. Uh, Wednesday, I don't know what I'm going to stream. Uh, I did threaten a few weeks ago to stream some Transformers Devastation. Yeah. Um, I might still do that because uh, that game is. Um, uh, I remember it being pretty good. It's Bayonetta Light, um, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll stream that. Um, unless I spot something else yeah. that I might um, give a little, little play to. Um, Thursday, I don't know. Um, uh, presumably, Lee's. Well, he's uh, streaming Man of Medan tonight. Ooh, uh, nice. I don't think he'll get it finished in one sitting, so he'll probably be playing more of Man of Medan next nice, Thursday. I see that. Yeah. Um, Friday, nothing. Um, maybe we'll do a surprise stream or something. Um, yeah. Saturday. Now Saturday. you've now you've yes. finished Gears. What are you going to do? As it's spooky times, and okay, um, and stuff. Um, I'm thinking. As for LGR reasons as well, I might get stuck into Vampire. Oh, do it. Yeah, I think it, I'm think i thinking that's the way to go. It's spooky times, there's vampires and that. Um, plus, you know, I want to get that, that game in and done and finished so we can the talk about it. The game is very it. good. 
So uh, yeah, I think I might do it. I might do it on a stream. So then mm. people are kind of you can play along with me and then hear my thoughts some other time. Sounds good. Yeah, so that'd be good. Um, so um, yeah, and then Sunday are uh, all things. You know, perfect. Then we'll be racing again with the uh, with the, the yeah, credit moments, guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think what I might do is if if I'm involved, I'll, I'll stream that from our account as well. And, okay, uh, sounds good. Because I know they've got um, they'll have people going to their YouTube. I think so. Yeah, we will just fire it out on ours as well. Yeah, to get a couple of different views. Why not? Nice. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been a Thank pleasure you. to speak to you again. Yeah, it's been nice and, to speak um, to Nick. Thanks. I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's and, all good. Um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, go ahead and catch us over on our, on our uh, Twitch channel. Um, find us on Twitter, at LapsGamer. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>